You know what I so love about running is like during this whole period where a lot of people were on lockdown and they were depending on the gym or they were, you know, they, they found every reason why they couldn't exercise. And me, it's like living in a rural community. I would just lace up my shoes, put the leash on the dog, go out for a run, get a few miles in. And I stayed really consistent with that. And Welcome to Power Up Your Performance where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey, 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 welcome to the show. I'm your host, Kim Peek. I'm the author of Holistic Endurance Training, the Integrated Approach to Thriving as an Athlete. I'm a running coach, a breast cancer survivor, a mom, a dog mom, and I am so excited that you are here. Today, I am talking with Kathleen Gage, who is known as the no-nonsense, common-sense marketing strategist. She's a speaker, author, product creation specialist, and owner of Power Up for Profits. Her clients are driven by making a difference through their own unique voice. Kathleen is passionate about raising awareness, about compassionate eating, through a plant-based lifestyle, and is the host of the popular podcast show, plant-based eating for health, and has dedicated her life to showing others the benefits of a plant-based diet on one's mind, body, and soul. At 66, she can be found working out, running a 5K, 10K, or half marathon, biking, kayaking, or hiking. Kathleen resides in Central Oregon with a menagerie of rescue animals, including horses, chickens, dogs, and the cat. Kathleen and I talked about Things like surrounding yourself with other people who can raise you up, letting yourself feel your emotions, looking at what you can do in baby steps to getting through difficult times, paying attention to what your intuition is telling you, and the benefits of plant-based eating. Sometimes I get to chatting with a guest and I forget to hit record. So you are going to jump right into the middle of our conversation, but I think you're really going to enjoy the time that you have today with Kathleen Gage. About two years ago, I I started eating plant-based and that completely transformed my life to the point it was because of COVID, I, I had some downtime, as most of us did, where I really looked at what I was doing with my business. And so my model now is working primarily with vegan, plant-based, and wellness businesses. Now, that could be individuals who are speakers, authors, consultants. It could be manufacturers. But my big focus with people I work with is helping them to gain visibility. So I, even though I did get my certification through eCornell University as a plant-based nutritionist, I'm not a nutritionist coach. That's not my, my school okay. spot. Okay. So I'm also curious then, since you are a business coach, so many people have been stuck or just kind of caught off guard with everything that COVID did to their businesses. Do you have advice for people who don't want to be stuck in that same position? I do. And first of all, once you get over crying and saying, how could this have happened to me? Because I went through that for about a week. I was in shock. I mean, having my business for 26 years, it's been a multiple six-figure business for, for many, many years. And literally, it was like somebody turned a light switch off. And I was like, what the heck just happened? And what I realized was I could let that stop me or I could step back and evaluate and say, okay, what is it I've been wanting to let go of? 
what do I need to amplify? And what are the steps I need to take? So I would say, first of all, once you get over the shock, the next thing is get into action, put a plan together, surround yourself with other people who are also looking to transform their business. Um, Because I think the worst thing that we can do is be stuck in our own head. And I belong to uh, three mastermind groups that are all virtual. And these are all high performers. And basically what we do is we share best practices and strategies. We have a safe place to say, you know, this isn't working. What do I do? And I think that's been one of the um, greatest helps. But surround yourself with people who can raise you up. Um, Let yourself feel the emotions. Because I think sometimes when we reach a certain level of success, we say, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this or I shouldn't be going through this. Well, the what happened with COVID really impacted us in ways we weren't prepared for. And so it's looking at what you can do in baby steps to get through the difficult times and then start looking at what your intuition is telling you you should be doing, like myself going fully into the plant-based world. Do you have advice for people who maybe lost their jobs and are looking to completely start something from scratch? Do you work with people in that realm? You know, I don't. I don't. Um, I can advise them, but uh, I work with pretty well-established people. And I would say for those people who are looking to do something brand new, be willing to do whatever it takes. Uh, I'll give you a great example. 36 years ago, I got sober. I, uh, I actually had a very, very bad alcohol problem. And when I got sober, it was really my life had fallen apart. And I literally started digging ditches to make a living. I had a friend who was a landscaper and she hired me for hardly any money at all to go and like dig ditches, do irrigation systems, cut bushes, pull weeds. And I was willing to do whatever it took to put food on my table. And from there, then I had the breathing room to figure out, okay, you put your resume together, you go and you apply for jobs, you do whatever. So I think what what I would advise people is be willing to do whatever it takes as long as it's aligned with your values. Because oftentimes we get into this ego place of like, oh, well, don't you know who I am? I shouldn't have to do that. Well, sometimes we have to. And I think it's also really being aligned with what your values are. Um, Another great example is recently, I had a man who wanted me to help him with his marketing. And he had the budget. And it turns out that his business is selling leather handbags and leather journals. And I said, well, I'd love to help you, but I can't because it's not aligned with my values. I'm vegan and I just can't do that. And so it's knowing when to walk away also. I love that. You also have a podcast. I do. Tell I us actually about- have two. I have oh, two. Oh, okay. Well, tell us about both of them. Well, one of them I've kind of pod faded on, and pod fading is like ghosting on dating sites. And I wouldn't know about dating sites. I've been in a relationship for 31 years. But uh, pod fading is where somebody starts a podcast and then they go off and they, they just let it, uh, yep. it kind of disappears. Um, I think I have but- a lot of websites that I started. Oh, yeah. Blogs yeah. that I started when my kids were babies. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But my, the podcast that I'm most passionate about, it's called plant-based eating for health. And it's all about plant-based eating. It can be about the ethics of plant-based eating. It can be about the health. It can be about the environment. I just shot a a session on uh, the compassion to animals and why 
plant-based eating is so compassionate to animals. So it's really about all things plant-based. And I have experts on, like, you know, I've had uh, Dr. T. Colin Campbell, who wrote the China study. He's one of the leaders in the industry. Uh, I've had men and women from all walks of life. I had one man who dropped 270 pounds as a result of going plant-based. I've had people who have been elite athletes or are elite athletes. So that's my deal. So I think that in the running world, Scott Jurek is probably one of the most famous plant-based athletes and Rich Roll. Rich Roll. Love Rich yeah. Roll. I think they're two of the most popular ones. If you could talk a little bit about, I, I know that there's this misconception that plant, if you're eating plant-based, you're not getting enough of certain nutrients mm-hmm. and people think that that isn't good for athletes. And I think that those two guys with their ability to run extreme distances and do extreme sports are a good example of how it, you, it is possible that you must be getting your fuel in some way. So could you address a little bit about... You bet. You bet. You know, a lot of what we've been led to believe, the uh, the standard American diet, which is the SAD diet, um, we were led to believe that was the healthy way to eating to eat by the food manufacturers. They've pumped billions of dollars into brainwashing us into believing that certain things that are not true are true. Like we need animal protein. We don't need animal protein. We need protein and we don't need as much protein as we've been led to believe. And a lot of our protein comes from beans, legumes, uh, greens, just foods that are from the earth. And so the first thing people need to look at is what have you been led to believe that may or may not be true? And then look to athletes like Rich Roll and Scott. And I just interviewed Zach Belknap that uh, he's a professional bodybuilder. And you look at his image and you're going, this guy doesn't eat meat. This is amazing. He's got, he's like a a Greek God, the way that he has sculpted his body. And he went plant-based probably about four years ago. And that's when he started getting healthier and healthier. And so a lot of things that like with animal based products, you're putting a lot of disease in your body, you're putting a lot of fear in your body, you're putting torture in your body. I mean, if people were to study where meat comes from, either even uh, the grass fed beef and and, uh, free range animals, they're when when they're killed, there's that panic that goes into their body. And energetically, we're taking that into our body. So a lot of what we have been led to believe is all about um, money. It's about large corporations and it's about lies and mistruths. And so I encourage people to study factory farming if they really want to understand what they're putting into their body. And also to look at the diseases that we have today that keep amplifying. Um, Diabetes is a big one, heart disease, cancer, high blood pressure. All of that is a direct result of what people are consuming. So can you give us an example of, I I know there's also a perception that it's hard to eat this way that, you know, where do you find your food? You can't get anything, you know, because it's harder to eat that way when you eat out, right? And we're so in this pattern of eating out. Give us some ideas about what you can eat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that is such a great question, Kim. Thank you for asking that. Um, To me, it's harder to consume something that has a mother. I mean, you know, it's like, that's really really hard for me, you know, and so 
it used to be really difficult to find food choices in restaurants. More and more restaurants are offering plant-based and vegan choices, and you can actually have them create something for you. Rarely have I had a, a problem with getting a restaurant to do a custom order. For example, you can have a sweet potato, you can have some steamed vegetables, you can have a nice salad, and that gives you, then with a side of beans, you know, not barbecued beans, but just like red beans or garbanzo beans, chickpeas. And you can put a beautiful plate together where you're getting more nutrients than the person who's having the big fat steak. And, and so it used to be harder, but a lot of it is your state of mind because if you go into any situation thinking it's going to be difficult, we like to be right. So we're going to make it difficult. If we go in with the attitude of like, hmm, I wonder what they're willing to do for me today. And we just were real open. Oftentimes, there I've had chefs that actually have come out of the the kitchen to say thank you. That was so much fun to create. Oh, and, how cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a really, really good point. You know, I have been gluten free for about six years. Mm-hmm. And people will be like, "Oh my gosh, I can't eat this whatever in front of you, like cake, cookies, bread." I'm like, you know what? I it's just, I don't eat it. It doesn't bother me to watch you eat it. I'm not sitting there going, oh my gosh, I can't have it. It's just, like you said, a state of mind. I don't eat it. You go ahead. You eat whatever Absolutely. you Absolutely. Well, it you know, I relate me. it. And, and I relate it to like when I gave up drinking. It's like my life was a wreck when I was drinking. I, I was a blackout drinker. I was a fall down. I call it a fall down drunk. And, you know, now when I go to social environments, if somebody offers me a drink and I say, no, thank you. And sometimes you'll get people that will go, oh, just have one drink. And it's like, no, you don't get it. I fall down a lot and I become very sociably unacceptable. So let's not even go there. And if I need to, then I'll say, well, I'm an alcoholic. So it's the same with eating plant-based. There's times where people say, well, just have one bite. It's like, why would I want one bite? And I think it's really about us respecting where other people are coming from. And it's, in many ways, it's part of my spiritual practice too, because I think, you know, it's all about energy. And I just this morning found out that the Fillmores who started Unity Church were vegans. They were adamant about not eating animals. And that some, somehow got lost in the translation over the years. And they felt that that was the most spiritual thing you could do was to not consume animal-based products. Very interesting. Now, you also have a lot of animals at your house. Yes. Tell well, us not in the house, animals. outside. Some are outside. Uh, we, <laughs> and most are rescues. All but one are rescues. We have three horses. We have three chickens. We have two dogs and a cat. And over the years, dozens and dozens of animals that have been rescues. And it's kind of like when it's time, an animal will show up and we usually take it in. Um, and most of the animals that we have rescued have been abused. Like the dogs, we had a, we have a pit bull that was a bait dog. Uh, we have a little terrier mix that came out of the paradise fires that was owned by a meth addict. And, you know, so it's, it's just been one of those things that I'd never intended to have this many animals, but they just kind of showed up. That's fun. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's so interesting because I I was thinking about the people that do animal rescue and the people that say they love animals and they're so compassionate to animals and yet they'll consume an animal. And it's kind of like that, those pictures you see where you see a dog and then you see a cow and it's like, which one would you eat? 
And it's in some countries, they eat the dogs. And it's like, it's not so far removed from the truth that we can look at that and say, hmm, maybe I need to make different choices. And when somebody is curious about going plant-based, I say, why don't you just try it for a couple of weeks? See how you feel. Give it 100%. See how you feel emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And chances are you're not going to want to go back. Now, do you have resources on your website or anything to help people learn how to make this transition? Absolutely. I have, actually, I have two websites, but the plant-based one is plantbasedeatingforhealth.com. That's plantbasedeatingforhealth. And there's a section, Stuff You've Got to Get, books I recommend by the the top experts. Um, I need to put Rich Roll's book up there because he was a big influence on me going plant-based. I've got recommended videos. I've also got an ebook that I did, The Beginner's Guide to Plant-Based Eating. And I've got a lot of articles. I've, I've probably got well over 200 articles on my blog. Wow. Another thing that I have heard people talk about before as far as how to get started with plant-based eating was the idea of don't feel like you have to just like flip the switch and go cold turkey, that you can do this in baby steps. What's your opinion on you know, the best way to get started? Whatever's going to work for you. That's, that's really it. Because me being as with an addictive personality like I have, it had to be very black and white. For me, it was a switch. Um, where with some people, they can ease into it. And I'm one of those that if I try to ease into things, then I go, I backslide. Um, so I would say whatever works best for you. And I would recommend the book Eat to Live by Dr. Joel Furman as a great way to start. Um, and Real again, just try it for a week or two, test it out, but give it a hundred percent. I have a friend who has high blood pressure, and I said, "Do you eat meat?" And she goes, "You know, I do." And she goes, "I've been following your work, and I've been reading your articles." She goes, "But I just love the flavor of meat so much." And I said, "Well, let me ask you this." I said, "Which do you love more, feeling like crap or the taste of meat?" You decide. And she goes, you know, that's such a good question. And sometimes we don't really dig deep enough to look at it and say, what is the quality of life that I want? So I would say whatever works for you is what you can do. And to look at what's the quality of life that you want. And based on your answer, make a decision every single day. Because having a successful life in anything takes work. You know, when I go out running, I don't always feel like putting on my running shoes. I don't always feel like hitting the trail right away. But once I start, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I'm doing this. But there, my mind will try to talk me out of it. But my spirit knows what's best for me. I love that thought, what you said about what's the quality of life that you want. I just released my first book. It's called Holistic Endurance Training. And Yay. yeah, and that's kind of the approach that I took in writing the book. There, I give you a bunch of things that you can change to improve your athletic performance, which will also improve your health and your longevity. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to do any of those. It comes down to what changes are you going to see a difference? And, you know, basically how, how willing are you to improve your quality of life? You know, you don't have to do any of these and you can still just kind of like have mediocre performance or you could systematically do one after another, layer them on and really improve your performance if you wanted to make all the changes. 
I love that because you don't have to get out of bed in the morning and you can have a really bad life, you know, just stay in bed all day. Or you can, you know, there's times that we don't feel like getting out. You know, when COVID hit, that first week was really tough on me emotionally because I, I seriously started questioning my ability as an entrepreneur because I came from a place of like, I could easily generate $10,000 in a day without even batting an eye. It was like, okay, if I want to make money today, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And no matter what I was doing, it wasn't working. And I was like, what's wrong with me? And there was that part of me, that old, the, the old self that was saying, why did you even start a business? You don't know what you're doing. Who do you think you are? And I had to surround myself with people that were going through the same thing that we could lift each other up. So I think that it's really important what you said. You don't have to do any of this. But what's the quality of performance you want? What's the quality of life you want? And, you know, really, what is, what is it you want to be able to contribute to others? Yeah. So how long have you been running? I have been running uh, consistently since I turned 60. And I'm okay. 66. So I, it's been about six years. And I, I did a full marathon very shortly into my my running, which I didn't get proper training, almost killed myself. And, you know, I was one of those, well, I'll figure this out on my own. And now I, I have a running group that I go with. And I've got friends that we hike together, we run together. And it's really cool, because I look at like, those types of things in life. And that's what running gave me is a whole different level of friendship. I mean, you know, it's like, um, there's something to be said about a group of people that get up early on a Saturday morning and go <laughs> run together. It's like, wow, this is so, and you know, we'll be running going, isn't this awesome? This is so awesome. We're so blessed. This is great. And, you know, and that's part of my secret too, if, if there is any secret, is that gratitude is such a huge part of what gets us to the other side of difficulties in life. Oh, I just love so much about what you just said. <laughs> For one, I wish that I wish you could bottle what people get from running because I think if you're not a runner, you don't understand the many ways that it can change your life from your relationships to how you yep. feel to your energy to your positivity to how much capacity your brain has to think and be creative and solve problems. I mean, just all of that. So I, Absolutely. I totally agree. Well, let me flip it on you. How long have you been a runner? 11 years. Wow. And what got you into running? I got into running because I was working out with a group of women at the gym. We all hired this personal trainer and we were doing group personal training, uh, four people to a group. And this trainer had about 16 women that would rotate in and out of all the groups. So if mm -hmm. your kid was sick, we were all moms. We all threw our kids in the nursery while we were training. And if you were sick or your kid was sick or you had a conflict, She'd just pop somebody else into the group. So we had like this group of, it was 16 to 20 women who just became this pretty tight knit group at that time in our lives. And it was basically the other women, I call them the sisterhood. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to run and I was dragged to kick it and screaming practically into the running world because that's what all these people were doing. And they just kept pushing me and pushing me to do a little bit more and a little bit more. And then eventually, I was hooked. But what I think is so interesting about that is kind of going back to that whole, you are the five people you spend the most time around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what we valued in that group was fitness and just all the benefits that came along with having that support of other moms and 
I don't know. It's just absolutely. It's just, I think it's such a, it was such a fabulous thing. And I don't think that we could duplicate that again in that exact same way. If we tried, it was just such a wonderful thing that our trainer created and it was a great community. Well, you know what I so love about running is like during this whole period where a lot of people were on lockdown and they were depending on the gym or they were, you know, they, they found every reason why they couldn't exercise. And me, it's like living in a rural community. I would just lace up my shoes, put the leash on the dog, go out for a run, get a few miles in. And I stayed really consistent with that. And really what I've learned through being in recovery and also being a plant-based eater is that consistency in behaviors because I know they're, they're, they called it the COVID-15, which is people that gained 15 pounds during the whole COVID situation. And I went to a networking meeting recently and it was a lot of people had the COVID-15. They didn't have COVID-19, they had the 15. And yet a few people had gotten in great shape during the time that we were in lockdown. And I thought, you know, it's so interesting because there's certain things in life you just don't compromise. And for me, it's like, I don't compromise the fact I never will take a drink. I mean, I'm just, it's not going to happen. And I don't want to, I don't want to play with that. Some people say, well, you know, it's been so long, you know, are you sure? And it's like, I don't even want to question it. Well, I risk and it's, that. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same with consuming meat and animal-based products. It's like, I couldn't even imagine putting that into my body today. And not so much for the health reasons, but just for the compassion reasons. I just couldn't mm-hmm. put that energy inside of me. Yep. I, I agree with you. And I love that you were able to tie that back to business decisions too and be consistent Absolutely. with your Absolutely. values. That's awesome. Absolutely. So let me think. We covered all the places that everybody who wants to reach out to you can get in touch with you, right? Well, social media, you can just key in Kathleen Gage and you're going to find me all over the place. You know, I'm an internet marketer. And if I'm not visible online, I'm not doing my job right. Okay, that's great. And I will put all the information you sent me previously in the show notes. I have one last question that I always ask to close out every show. Power Up Your Performance is all about learning how to think, feel, live, and perform like a champion. What are three traits that you believe all champions possess? Oh, that is such a great question. I would say one of the first traits is they know their values. And they know their value and they know their values. And when they know what their values are, what they live by, they're not willing to compromise those values. Um, That would be one trait. Another trait is that they are into self-care of some sort. And I think for a lot of people, meditation is really huge. And you can put any label on it you want, but having that quiet time to really connect with source, with God, with universe, but to really tap into what's our purpose. And then the third thing would be to identify their purpose and to live that fully every single day. And to know that there will be times that the purpose changes because when I first went plant-based, never in my wildest dreams did I think that I would start being an influencer in that industry. And that's what's happening because I'm just showing up every day and I'm doing the footwork. And that would be, if you will, I'll give you a bonus trait. They show up and they do the footwork. Very nice. Well, thank you so much. I have really enjoyed our conversation. I so much insight and I just really appreciate your time. So thank you. Thank you. It's been delightful, Kim. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.